This is Among the Stacks, produced by the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. The podcast where you learn what we're reading and recommending in the library news. Hi, I'm Sheila Stovall. And I'm Jamie Malley. Welcome to Among the Stacks. We're here on Friday the 13th. And so, and yes, you know, we've had a little bit of bad luck this morning. We started, sat down about almost an hour ago trying to figure out what we were doing wrong and having problems with Wi-Fi and I'll just blame it on Friday the 13th. So <laughs> Jamie, I don't know. Are are you superstitious about Friday the 13th? No, I'm not. And I'm not suspicious either. <laughs> now, why would you say suspicious? <laughs> I was talking to my mom this morning and she said, it's Friday the 13th, but we're not suspicious. And I said, no. And we're not superstitious either. And she said, that's oh. what I meant. <laughs> well, sometimes I can certainly appreciate her comment because as we get older, sometimes <laughs> the wrong word just comes out and you just don't know where that came from. Yes. Or people look at you funny and you're like, what? And then they tell you what you said. And you're like, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully if you're with a good friend, they know exactly what you meant, regardless of what word happened to yes, come exactly. out of your, your soup, alphabet soup of a brain. <laughs> So that's me anyway. So, well, good. Well, have you been reading anything good lately? We're here to talk about books. Um, I have um, not been reading anything new. I recently reread uh, an old Dean Koontz book that I really loved. And um, I think that it's, I can't really concentrate on new things right now. And uh, I think we were talking earlier about how different kinds of people right now during the pandemic and the stress of the election and whatnot, people just can't really uh, concentrate. And there are some people who just bury themselves in books and are able to uh, escape that way. And then other people who just can't concentrate and can't get into books right now. And I think I'm one of the latter. Um, And so I'm going for comfort reading (laughs) and uh, pretty much just kind of shutting down as far as uh, anything new coming into my head right now. Well, I think that's great advice. You know, when uh, the COVID crisis first started, I was here alone and just really stressed out. And at home, I'd worry about things that I couldn't control. And my daughter's a respiratory therapist. And of course, she is still constantly on my worry list. And I started rereading uh, an old series, uh, probably from 20 years ago, Jan Karen's Midford series. It's just a charming story of hometown life and this pastor who marries late in life. And so throughout the series, it's just, you become friends, almost like friends with uh, the people in the community. And it's, it's just a very comforting, safe read for me. And so, and I did, I read through every one of those books. I think there's probably like six or seven books. And, uh, and that, that's something for people to think about if, uh, and especially if you're having a hard time concentrating that you pick up an old favorite and it doesn't marry, matter if you lose your train of thought. And um, so that's, I think that's great advice for a way of, as a stress mechanism of a way to deal with stress is to. Absolutely. Yes. So, and, and also uh, people just get, it's, it's, it's a comfort, it's a comfort measure. Um, like when you put on a, a TV show you've watched all the time as background noise uh-huh. because you know you're not going to miss anything. You've already you've already seen it all. You've already heard it all. Uh, and every once in a while you'll catch a joke that you remember or something like that. It's just nice. And yeah. people just need their comfort right now. 
I agree. You know, I've been avoiding the news and like even my favorite home shows, you know, house home improvement shows, you know, there's just so many political commercials and things like that that have been on and it's just stressful to yes. me. And for whatever part of year for, you know, I've just had to just cut the TV off. And so I ran across a, a television series. Now, I know you've not read it, but some of our listeners might have remembered the old Lost in Space <laughs> program. It's like from the 60s, so yeah. you're going to know how old I am. <laughs> but I'm an old woman. But it was so funny because I, I Googled on YouTube and found some of those old series to show my kids, and they just died laughing at the poor technology and and the mom maureen you know the only thing she ever did was you know cook food and prepare it so there is a new series out for lost in space and i ran across it on netflix when i was on vacation and so i actually uh because i didn't get to watch it all but it was so fascinating while i had uh the chelsea ordered that series for the library. So a lot of people don't realize we can check out movies, but we do. And it's fascinating to see the difference in the new modern Lost in Space compared to the old. Because as I mentioned in the old one, Maureen, who was the mom, the only thing we ever saw her do was cook or put food out. Yeah. And in the new Lost in Space, guess who's captain of the spaceship? It's Maureen. <laughs> Yay. And, yeah. And then one of the daughters, Judy's now a doctor. Mm-hmm. And even the evil Dr. Smith, who was a man in the old one, is a very evil woman. Mm. And uh, the, so we you made know, some progress. <laughs> yeah, we really, I mean, I'm like, you go. And so, and it, even my husband noticed this. And so, and then. I can't remember the name of the husband, the dad, but he's a Navy SEAL. So, you know, he's the macho man. But, you know, boy, the women roles have really changed in this new series. So that's something you I would strongly suggest if you like the old Lost in Space or, you know, or you laugh about it. Now, I will tell you, it's pretty intense, though. If you're wanting to relax, there's <laughs> some sort of in every one of the programs, there's a life or death situation in yeah. everyone. I'm just chewing my fingernails thinking, are they going to make it? And so yeah. <laughs> my husband just died and laughing at me. And it, but he really liked it too. And so if you like any sort of the Star Wars or Star Trek, I think, you know, yeah. you would you would enjoy that. So a lot of people don't realize we have movies at the library, but we do or, or series. And so, we, we have a lot of up to date. Uh, new things, new releases and series that people want to yeah. watch. So that's right. And so, because not everyone, you know, people are like, well, just join Netflix. Well, we're out, I live out in the boondocks, and you know, the best of I buy the best internet I can, but I, I don't, my internet doesn't stream. So I'm still needing the DVDs. Yes. And if you're in the same boat, you know, but uh, so it's, it's, it's great that that's available to to all of our library patrons but now i've been reading some books too and i just love sarah loudon thomas's new book called the right kind of fool and she is an inspirational fiction author and this story i thought was really it it is a romance but it's a romance between a husband and wife uh, who've uh, sort of separated because of they had a child who became ill and you know sometimes when a, a family you know and a child goes through something traumatic and um, their son because of the illness lost his hearing 
and the mother blamed the father. Mm. And he blamed himself, too, that they didn't respond more quickly and get the child to the doctor. You know, if a child gets a fever, you don't always just run to the doctor. Right. And so there was um, a lot of guilt there, and he sort of goes out and, and lives in the cabin in the woods and comes comes down the mountain during the church. And then, um, so it's it's just a great, I don't know if that sound came through, but I just got an email. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> so... I didn't hear it. Oh, good. So anyways, but there's 13-year-old Loyal now is the name of the son that has the, um, who is deaf. And it sees him really coming of age and wanting to, his mother is now so overprotective because of his uh, disability. And he's just really wanting to cut the apron strings and spend time with his dad. But you see this family sort of come together. And then there's also a murder mystery Mm-hmm. And what I love this about the Appalachian people is uh, how they they really even if sometimes they don't like each other they all work together you know they'll they'll help their neighbor and so I just I just love how she always portrays the communities and and she truly is an Appalachian writer and just I mean I, her writing's beautiful too so I just um, so there's a vote for Sarah Loudon Thomas and I've also um, just started reading a new book by Tamara Alexander called Colors of Truth. And so this is the second novel in the uh, Carton uh, uh, Plantation series. It's in, it's actually in Franklin, Tennessee. And what I love about Tamara's writing is she, um, she stays close to history to the best of her ability. She really tries to keep the facts of history that's really straight. good. Yeah. And, um, and you know, this political time right now where the country seems to be divided and, you know, think about the, this story takes place right after the civil war. And so it's in 1866. So just think about how divided the country was at that time. And so, um, so the, the hero of this story is Wade Cunningham, who's a former federal soldier and they have just formed the United States Secret Service, and he's trying to find out who is um, producing counterfeit money. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so he's sort of smitten with this uh, Irish immigrant, Catriona O'Toole, and she's received some money from her brother. She's trying to find her brother who was last in Franklin, Tennessee. Of course, there was a terrible battle there. She's looking for her brother. And Wade sees some of her money, and she might be having some counterfeit money. So he's he's really oh, torn, like, oh, <laughs> you know, just your criminal. I don't know. So, but anyway, but I love I love uh, her writing because as, you know if you like history and you'll learn something whether you're trying to learn something or not. But she's also an excellent writer, so that book's available in the library. So those are the two things that I'm reading right now, and so. But anyway, but that that's what I'm I'm reading and, and watching right now. And I'm really trying to stay away from the regular TV. So I'll just take movies home from the library. And of yeah. course, I've always got books to read and audio books to download. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm also listening to um, John Grisham's new novel. I like to I like to look real quick to see. I think it's called A Mercy Killing, but uh, I'll look at that real quick. But it is, if you ever read the... The first novel of John Grisham, uh, A Time to Kill. Yeah, that was a great and book. 
and that was a great book. So mm-hmm. this this book comes out um, about five years, in, you know, in timeline. Of course, it's been that, that book came out 20, oh, 30 years ago. I don't know, a long time ago. Sure. But I think, this book, oh, go ahead. It was, a, it, I, I think it was in the 90s. Yeah, mm, so yeah. a long time ago, <laughs> a long time ago, and you know, I never would have finished that book, but I bought it. Um, I was in an airport and I just snatched that book, so I bought it in the bookstore and I got on the plane. And, um, and of course, the first opening scene is so graphic, yes, of the crime that was committed, and I couldn't read it, I just slammed it shut. I thought, what have I read? <laughs> well, then. The plane had mechanical difficulties, so I've been sitting on this plane for over an hour, and I'm like, I've got to have something to read or entertain. So I started that book at chapter three then. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that's your way to skip those kind of passages. Yeah, yeah, it is. So I read that. And so anyway, so now then, here 30 years later, but in this new book that's just come out, it's only been five years since the, the I think it was the Haley trial. I can't remember the name. I don't remember book. the name either. But So anyway, and this book is called A Time for Mercy. Mm. And it's another impossible trial. But the, the defendant in this is a, a 16-year-old boy who has killed a police officer who his family was, his mother's little rough life and and he was abusive the boyfriend was and um so that's the first scene so i'll just tell you start at chapter two no (laughs) no i did i did go through that audiobook and i was like fast forward fast forward i don't want to hear this but then and so uh, it's a death penalty case he's being tried as an adult Mm. and uh so we have the lawyers gonna try to the impossible task of getting him saving him from the gas chamber it's in mississippi and there's you know so again this is pretty intense but it's been so good so i'm almost at the end i want to say i don't want to say too much to spoil it for you but john grisham it's in his element and it is if you like a time to kill you'll love this book because it's almost the same story but different characters yeah but of course different ways and you see the same old you know the old lawyer lucian and um his wife and their little girl and uh, so, again, it's not necessarily comfort because you're chewing your fingernails, but it's that comfort of knowing the characters. Yeah. You know, you already know the characters if you like the first book. And so, Escaping uh, into a story is still comfort, even when it's uh, something like that, I think. Yeah. So, you know, I just love John Grisham's books. And um, so he's an excellent. No wonder he's such an excellent. And, he, you know, he goes through all the trial and, and everything. And you just feel like you're there that does sound interesting i might i might come out of my uh non-reading shelf for that one right now so so the name of that book and i have to look is a time for mercy and so that's a great book and it's available in audiobook here at the library and we've got the hard book in so so that's all so that's all the books i have to talk about today and so um anything else you want to share with our audience this afternoon um just that uh i I heard something the other day, somebody was talking about things that normally will kind of annoy us, like people putting up their Christmas decorations too soon or whatever. And they were saying, you know, let people have their small joys right now. Anything that makes you happy, uh, I'm not going to be one of the people who complains about it. So 
whatever makes you happy, you go for that. I I agree with you. And I'll I'll try to find this. I had uh, Lisa Wingate posted something on Facebook the other day, and this was some wise words from her grandmother. And it was on election day. And um, of course, we've just had Veterans Day. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all the veterans who have just, you know, given their all to protect our freedoms. But Lisa Wingate said, my grandmother had a few different versions of this, but at some time or other, she posts this every season. Um, and she says, uh, don't get crosswise with your friends and family over politics. Nobody I ever voted for came to look after me in the nursing home. And I just think how true that is. No matter what our politics are, our family and friends and neighbors are our safety net and as we are theirs. And so let's mend up some of the holes in the fence, folks, and uh, let's not create any new ones. And so I just want to give a shout out to Lisa Wingate for sharing her, the wise words of her granny on that. And so, yeah, that's nice. And it really is nice. So, well, until the next time, this has been Among the Sacks, and I'm Sheila Stovall. And I'm Jamie Malley. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to Among the Stacks, a podcast produced by the staff of the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky.